0: Log Talk Radio.
3: Hey sports fans, welcome to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Pollan, Hunter Hodes, I'm Dave Holcomb, back in the host chair. It's Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, and boy do we have a wild show for you today. ESPN has a breaking story, broke Friday. The the football world is still talking about uh, a perhaps divorce coming in New England between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. We'll get to that at the top of the show. College football will have its national championship game on Monday night. But before the game even happens, there is going to be a championship parade for college football on Monday afternoon. We'll explain how that is even possible a little bit later. We'll also have a playoff edition of Nacho Thomas Predicts, plus real deal or overreaction that includes John Gruden receiving a massive, and I mean massive, contract offer from the Oakland Raiders. We want to make you part of our show today. Give us a call, 516 387 1417. You can also reach us on Twitter at WKD Sports Huddle. But I'm going to welcome on my co host now. Hunter, how are you doing out there in Virginia?
2: I'm uh, doing okay. It's, uh, it's very cold here, and I mean insanely cold. Negative wind chill. It's, like it's like I'm in the frozen tundra up in Green Bay.
3: Yeah, it's cold everywhere this week. It seems except maybe like Miami. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's tons of like places in the southeast getting a lot of snow. So that was interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah. Somebody uh, I went to high school with lives in South Carolina in uh, uh, Charleston, I think. And uh, it, yeah, they they had snow. They had snow there, and they had palm tre- pictures of palm trees with snow. It was very very surreal. <laughs> I like
1: palm trees with snow.
3: (laughs) Yeah, at least you got the palm trees, right? So, uh, uh, and you don't have any of those in Chicago. Tom, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, doing all right. No, palm trees aren't going to be surviving here in Chicago with uh, single-digit regular temperatures minus uh, wind chill, real feel, whatever they're calling it these days. So, you know, but other than that, we're doing all right. I mean, you surviving the week gonna warm up a little bit next week so so you know but we're used to it here i mean this is winter so so uh deal with it guys
3: i saw a meme my cousin posted on facebook that uh floridians uh their reaction to a five five category uh, hurricane is is them uh, the picture was uh of uh some that one of the soldiers from 300, that movie uh, that came out about 10 years yeah. ago, and then uh, that's that's a re- their reaction to a hurricane. But but then if it's like freezing temperatures, they they get all nervous and <laughs> can't can't deal with it. Well, yeah, I thought it was pretty fun.
1: Whatever's gonna hurt the orange crop, that's not good for Florida. So right. so yeah. yeah, they they get nervous about the freezing weather.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, and and I, I, if if somehow a hurricane was going to hit Chicago, I'm sure people would be nervous. So I guess we all get concerned about different things.
1: Uh, we don't worry about that kind of stuff here.
3: Well, I know, but if 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 somehow it was possible, like it, like in New Jersey a few years ago, a hurricane hit, and everybody was 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 very worried because they don't get hurricanes. Is my point that Florida doesn't normally get freezing temperatures? They're used to the hurricanes. No, I guess so. That's true. Okay. yeah Yeah. so sounds good uh, today's show is brought to you by author marcos accio learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health learn more at www.marcosaccio.com as i mentioned we're going to start today's show with this bombshell report on the new england patriots that came out friday from seth wickersham of espn i encourage everybody to check out the article on espn.com it's a really long story so Uh, It's going to be hard for us to get to all of the details in it, Um, and it might take you 20, 30 minutes to read, but definitely checking out if you're an NFL fan. But uh, we're going to get to as many angles on it as possible today, Uh, and brief summary before we get started. The article goes into depth about a, a rift developing between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, how it's developed really over the last couple years, but has come to a point this season It started with Tom Brady and his trainer, Alex Guerrero, uh, working together on uh, TB12. Tom Brady came out with his book earlier this year. Uh, Guerrero was a counter choice to the Patriots uh, health and injury staff. When players were injured, they kind of had the choice between going to the regular coaching uh, injury staff, uh, health staff, or going to Guerrero. And, The article talks about how that was a difficult decision for the players because they're either choosing between the most influential coach in the league right now or the most influential quarterback in the league right now because Brady preferred his teammates going to his trainer. The story also talks about how Tom Brady has grown tired of constant criticism from Belichick in film room studies. Uh, it cited a story going back last to last year's playoffs where Brady made a couple of bad decisions against the Houston Texans in the AFC Divisional Round, and Belichick called out Brady during uh, the next day's film session saying that those mistakes will get us beat. Um, in the story, it says that Brady has kind of grown tired of that negative criticism all the time from a head coach when he's had so much success in the NFL. The story also implies that The owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, pressured Belichick into trading backup quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo to San Francisco at the trade deadline in October. That ensured Brady would remain the future at quarterback for the Patriots. Tom Brady's gone on record really since a couple years ago was when he started saying that he wanted to play for a long time into his 40s. He's been saying this year that he wants to play until he's 45 years old. We can debate a lot of what's true, what's not true in this in this report. Uh, but the, here's what we do know for sure. Tom Brady got into a shouty match with offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels during a game in early December. That gels with the idea that there is a rift between Brady and the coaching staff. Brady has shouted a lot on the field before, but this seemed a little different, and that that uh, uh, interaction between Brady and uh, McDaniels was the opening in uh, Wickersham's story on ESPN Friday. The Patriots also, no doubt, they traded Jimmy Garoppolo. That cannot be debated either. They traded him to San Francisco at the deadline in October, uh, and they only got a second-round pick. That was criticized at the time. I don't think it was as heavily criticized as we could have um, made it, but uh, it was definitely a little curious that New England would trade two quarterbacks. Remember, they also traded Jacoby Brissett. They traded two backup quarterbacks within a couple months of each other. And Garoppolo was going for more than a second-round pick around draft time, but the Patriots only got a second-round pick for him when they ended up trading him at the trading deadline. Also Friday night, New York Daily News reported that Bill Belichick, sources say that he is interested in the opening at uh, the New York Giants, head coaching position opening for the New York football giants. So a lot to digest there, but to kick off, I want to kind of give Tom an open-ended question. Tom, what was your initial reaction to the report? And now that you've had maybe 24 hours or so to digest it, uh, where do you stand now with, with where we are with this, uh, this report and, and uh, rumblings in new England about uh, a a possible divorce between Belichick and Brady?
1: Well, I, the Patriots have come out <clears throat> and said that, uh, you know, are denying everything that everybody is fine at the top of the top of the organization. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think overall, I mean, some of the details may be wrong. Some of the details may be overblown. Uh, but I think in general, From what we've seen, and from what you just mentioned, Dave, I think the report, the report, is actually fairly accurate um, as far as the basics. Uh, The rift between the growing rift between Belichick and Brady, uh, this rift that Belichick has with Brady's trainer Guerrero, and uh, that you know, and, and and if it's true that Kraft. Uh, did interfere in personnel decisions, then that's a huge mistake because that's... We all seen around the NFL what happens when ownership gets involved in personnel decisions. Um,
2: Right.
1: So, yeah, I think this has really gotten to this point. I think... I I wasn't surprised by the report out of the New York... uh, I think it was Daily News. Yeah. And it's just... You know, I know Belichick would love to go back there because that's where he, you know, he was a defensive coordinator under Bill Parcells. So uh, I, I think there's a lot to the report in general. I think Wickersham has basically uh, got the gist of everything right because you know w- we don't have to hear it from from Patriots personnel, uh, from uh, off, front office personnel. We've seen it a lot of this stuff happening over the course of the season.
3: The other thing I could have included in, in what cannot be debated uh, is, or re- at least this, this was reported that it was true that Guerra was no longer allowed on the sidelines. Belichick made that decision uh, in December before Christmas. So that, that is another uh, detail that came out before this report did Friday that kind of confirms that there is definitely some truth to this, this ESPN story that came out this week. Yeah, and he's not
1: allowed on team flights anymore. And I think a lot of this rift has to do with the fact that, you know, Guerrero's gotten his, his hooks into Brady. Uh, Brady's gotten this idea that he can, following this uh, fitness plan, this, this program that, you know, this TB12 program, that he can play until age 45 and, and that's absurd. Uh, you could stay fit and toned as much as you want, but reflexes, your, 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 your reaction times slow down naturally with age. You can't improve those. The only way you can improve those is if you're taking uh HGH, uh, or a personal, you know, a performance enhancing drug. Um, Other than that, no, the normal decline of reflex, you're going to, at the NFL level, at an elite playing level, is going to start catching up with you quick. Um, And and we're starting to see signs of it. So, you know, I think the fact that they traded Garoppolo, if they traded Garoppolo off of Brady and Kraft's uh, say-so, that's foolish because Garoppolo is, was the future of that franchise, and they're going to need a backup quarterback a lot sooner than I think Kraft and, and uh, everybody else is going to believe.
3: Yeah, and, and in that ESPN story, it actually said Kraft is already maybe regretting it, that they made that trade because Garoppolo has started his 49ers career just a few games so far, but he started out really well with San Francisco. Hunter, you told me yesterday you thought the report was well written. It was good journalism, uh, all of that jazz. But you, you you aren't buying yet that Belichick and Brady are are not going to both be with with New England next year. Why why is that?
2: Um, <clears throat> overall, I mean, I, I just think he's going to want to keep winning there. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Cold will not go away. Um, I've always had a theory, um, for a long time, um, that you know when Brady goes. Um, he'll be next next along with them. Um, Like we said, it doesn't really sound like Tom Brady wants to retire anytime soon. Like you said, he wants to play until he's in his mid-40s. I mean, I think there's definitely certainly a chance he leaves if they win again this season, like for their sixth Super Bowl. But would I bet on it? Um, No. Um, I think he's going to stay at least for a couple more years. But, of course, I'll be rooting for him to leave. I don't want him in the AFC anymore. I think he's won enough here. Um, but yeah, I just I think he's gonna stay next year. I don't. I
3: that's that's why I think I'd be a little surprised if he left. Uh, when you say he, are you talking about Brady?
2: No, Belichick.
3: Belichick. Okay. Okay. Um, so, you, so to, despite the report, you're, you're still kind of you still think that this the Belichick Brady marriage is fine and that they're gonna retire together.
2: Um, I'd probably. I'd probably lean towards that way than him leaving this year. But, you know, I've been wrong on many things before, so this one could be one too. Well,
1: yeah.
2: Um, I, I hate to say it,
1: Hunter, but I, I have to disagree with you there. It, huh. No, actually, I don't hate to say it, because, I mean, we're here to argue. We're here to discuss stuff. So, yeah, yeah no, you, you suck. You're, you just, I disagree. Um, oh, Tom, you have to call me, to
2: call me <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. Telling you, telling no, 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 years. no
1: way. Not after two and two last week. But uh <laughs> you know, Belichick, I think, wants to do the Parcells thing and show that he can go to another organization and still win. Um he he, he does want you know, he he I think he's he's finished with Brady. I think the egos have kind of gotten to the point where one or the other has to go and Brady is not going to go. Brady is tied to new England. I think Belichick is kind of, I know the daily news has talked about that, that opening. And it it, it would be strange to see Belichick go there. Cause it would be uh kind of undercutting Dave Gettleman who just uh, signed as a GM there. And now all of a sudden you're bringing a, a coach who also has player personnel, uh, Uh, Influence But You know I I think Belichick Wants to show that he can build a team And he he could do it In a place other than New England
3: At the very least I think he wants to do it Without Tom Brady Yeah I agree
2: Yeah that would would be interesting My uncle would love that he's a New York Giants fan So
1: (laughs) You know, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I think, you know, Belichick has shown what he can do now. I'm not necessarily, he's going to be successful at it. There's a lot of hall of fame coaches who've tried that and didn't succeed. Have kind of fell backwards after making a, a move like that, but you know, you never know, uh, give him a chance. I mean, there's a stable organization in New York that he can draw on, uh, a stable ownership situation, and uh, and yeah, if Kraft did interfere with a personnel decision, I think Belichick is the type of person uh, who loves control and is the type of person who would be offended by that kind of interference. And and that's you know the owner thinks he knows more about the team than than the than Belichick who built it. And he he, he would uh, feel like his authority has been stepped on.
3: There have been reports from Ian Rappaport and uh, uh, Boston newspapers that said that Belichick was not forced to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and maybe forced is too strong of a word to use, but. Uh, it, to me, it just doesn't add up why Belichick would trade Garoppolo when he did. Uh, he, he wasn't going to trade him during the spring when his his stock was the highest during the draft. Uh, he traded Jacoby Brissett in September, so they were already down a quarterback. I, I get it. Belichick does some unusual things at times. Mm-hmm. He traded Chandler Jones before last season in a year that they wanted to win it all again, and and uh, were they were – you know, that trade was to build for the future. didn't help them win in the middle of last season. He traded Jamie Collins and his defense actually got better. It seemed like after that trade. So Belichick does some weird stuff, but I don't see how trading Garoppolo would have made them better this year. And again, I, I know he was going to be a, a unrestricted free agent. And that's kind of why they dealt Garoppolo because they felt like Brady's the future or Kraft said that. And, um, they weren't going to be able to re-sign Garoppolo, so they got what they could for him. But why trade Garoppolo at all? Why not just keep him for insurance this year, right? And he's he's your backup plan. They they have no backup plan now if if Tom Brady gets hurt next week. They're they're starting no, Brian they Hoyer. They got Brian, they Brian Hoyer on the bench.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: <clears throat> and you know, there's there's no reason to trade him. You know, because Belichick knows these things. He knows Brady does not have four years left. Uh, Guerrero can sell his snake oil all he wants, but Brady does not have four years left as a quarterback. He's going to be lucky if he can play effective quarterback next season. Nobody after the age, only one quarterback after the age of 40 has done what Brady has done. And that was Brett Favre, and Favre fell apart the following season. So you right. know
0: age,
1: you know, Age is gonna get him. And Belichick was smart enough to know that Age was gonna get Brady and he needed Garoppolo. And and now it, it sounds like Brady along with Kraft have kind of changed that that dynamic. And now they're gonna end up having to start all over again, getting a, a backup quarterback trying to draft a quarterback and and I, I think, I think they made a terrible move here getting rid of Garoppolo because Garoppolo definitely looks like he's going to be the Forty ers quarterback of the future. Now, not not the Patriots.
3: Do you have a response to that, Hunter? Oh, Jimmy, yeah.
2: It was – I didn't understand the trade at all. Everyone on Twitter, everyone was just mocking it. It was actually kind of funny. But, yeah, Jimmy, he looks awesome out there, and he's doing this with, like, not many weapons at all out in San Francisco. So, yeah, it, it, that move really didn't make any sense. Um, and I do agree with Tom. Um, you know, um, do I think Brady's going to play until he's about 44, 45? Uh, probably not. No, I think uh, – By the time I uh, graduate college, I think he'll be gone sometime in that area. So, uh, um, yeah, um, that's all we have to say about that.
1: (laughs) You know, the thing is, Dave, one other point. The thing is, you, you were talking about the trades that Belichick has made. And, yeah, he does make trades. The one thing Belichick does right that a lot of teams don't get is he's willing to trade a player a year early, uh, trade a player where he can get some actual payback for a player. And, and even if that player does well, the next couple of seasons, I Belichick has gotten his payback. He's gotten younger. He's managed to keep rolling the team into a younger uh, version because he does this. He's not afraid to trade. Guys who have who have been stars on his team, but this this Garoppolo trade does not fit that narrative.
3: That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It, it was it was done late. It was done at a at a point where they were only going to get they were they were getting minimum value for Garoppolo because they had to trade him or watch him walk away at the end of the season. And, and I don't think that was the worst idea to just have him on the roster. Keep him on there in case Brady gets hurt, and then let him walk because he's your backup to winning the Super Bowl this year. But they didn't do that. They, they they got kind of caught in the middle, and that's not Belichick at all. He's always one step ahead. Well, and that's the thing, and that's why I think if this trade was going to happen,
1: if Belichick is really endorsing this trade, this trade would have happened last spring when he could have right. actually gotten some payback for Garoppolo. <laughs> He had uh, some draft pick deals on the table, one from the Bears, who I think were offering a first and a second. So, you know, there were deals out there that were advantageous, but Belichick didn't make them, and there's a reason Belichick didn't, and he was stuck doing it when he didn't want to.
3: Right, right. I I wanted to say one more thing about the New York Daily News report. I'm not surprised that, the Giants have already been connected with Belichick, but but now that this story is out there and that there's potentially a rift in New England growing between Brady and Belichick, I think every team is going to try and get Belichick. Uh, and, and Belichick might not want to coach anywhere but New York, and that's fine. That is his choice. But if I'm if I'm the Colts, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm, I'm all in on Belichick. I mean, we just saw Gruden get a ridiculous deal. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Why not give one of the best coaches ever a ridiculous deal? Try and win him over with a lot of money and have him coach, even if it's just mm. a few years, have him coach your organization. And that could get Belichick out of New England too.
1: Oh, I agree. I think, I think any first. team any team that wouldn't is, is crazy, is stupid. Right, uh, yeah. Which means the Bears won't do it. So, but, uh, <laughs> they're but yeah, they're I mean,
2: they're
1: you know, that, as I say, you know, right now, on my personal list, Belichick is tied with Vince Lombardi as the greatest coach of all time. So right. why wouldn't you
2: bring him in? Yeah. It's okay, Tom. The, the Bears are busy interviewing Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels, his assistants. Yeah.
1: Well, they're they're interviewing John B. Filippo today, the quarterback's coach for the Eagles. So oh, okay. watch out.
3: <laughs> I'm shaking in my boots.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm sure you are. Hey, Bears beat the Steelers this year, so don't don't forget that. Let's I'm start. not going to let you Let's
3: forget start. that. The the Bears oh, are the yeah. true AFC North champions. They sure they, are.
1: 4-0 oh against they, the they AFC four, North. They swept oh. the AFC North. Now, the NFC North, uh, they kind of blew That's it,
2: true. but uh, <laughs> yep, swept <laughs> the AFC North. Tom, one quick question um, of all the people that I've interviewed or, or rumored rumored interview for the bears, which one do you like the best? Actually, I do like John D. Uh He's oh. got a great reputation.
1: He's, he does have a, uh, um, he's supposed to be a very sharp football mind, very sharp as far as being able to work with, uh, with quarterbacks being an offensive uh, mind. And I, I like him. I'm, you know, I don't know about Josh McDaniels because man, that experience in Denver just makes yeah. me wonder: is, is he going to try to be the mini Belichick again? You know, come in with the hoodie and and try and try and be his boss. But you know, you, you hope he learned from that. But you know, I I don't know. I I, I like DeFilippo. I like uh, uh, Pat Shermer, uh, the Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator. Uh, Nagy out of uh, Kansas City Who I think they're going to interview this week So there are some good prospects That they're interviewing
2: oh, good. Go. and You don't like Patricia that much?
1: I don't want to see a defense Unless he can bring in a solid Offensive coordinator to work with Trubisky I want somebody who is going to be able to build This offense uh, Around Mitch Trubisky and I would rather see an offensive minded coach who could bring in a, a solid defensive coordinator to keep this defense at the level they're at right now and, and grow that. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would probably, I would agree with that.
3: Well guys, we're long overdue for a break. The Patriots are not in action this weekend. Uh, the NFL playoffs kickoff Saturday evening Uh, And we have a playoff edition of Nostra Thomas Predicts coming up. Stay tuned here.
0: Friday Night Music Productions is calling all musicians out there to join us for a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, an event to beat the Guinness World Record for the largest rock band playing one song in the same place and time. And we want you to join us. For more information and to register, visit us at www.FridayNightMusicProductions.com.
3: Welcome back to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Paul and Hunter Hodes. I'm Dave Holcomb. Today's show is brought to you by author Marcos Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.MarcosAccio.com. And we want to make you a part of the show. Give us a call if you want to weigh in on the Patriots discussion or if you have a pick against the spread from this weekend, 516-387-1417 is the number here. We can also be reached on Twitter at Huddle. Tom, go ahead take the mic.
1: All right. Time for Nostra Thomas predicts. Uh, Hunter keeps wanting to, to be the Supreme Emperor. He, he keeps calling himself Palpatine, but he was 2-2 two two last week. I think he's more like Luke dropping all the, you know, force dropping all the rocks and everything when he gets distracted and, and, uh, you know, kind of the still Jedi apprentice type guy who, who can't, uh, can't keep control of the forest, uh, drops Yoda on his pointy little head. So um, Hunter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's, let's uh, I'm five hear what and three that... my last two weeks. What? I'm five and three in my last two weeks.
1: I was 20 and five for five weeks.
2: Whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Our, our Jedi apprentice has no answer, has no uh, Has no return for that one. Hunter, we got four games, so we're kind of limited as far as what we can put together. But uh, I want to hear your picks. Who do you think uh, – how do you think this weekend's gonna go? Let let's uh get your picks here.
2: Okay, so um um uh, I played two games today. Um I stayed away from the Jacksonville game. Uh I think Jacksonville's gonna win, but you never know because guys Blake Bortles can yep. show up at any time and choke. Um that's that's what he does. Um so like Tom said, I went two and two last week. The Saints uh messed me up, but uh this week, you know, um once. once. Sh- Yep, boom me twice, so uh, I'm taking the Saints. Uh six and a half <laughs> over Carolina. Um, as you all know, I, I'm very high on New Orleans this year. Um, this is the first time since 2013 that they're in the playoffs. And I've Super the Superdome. Um, the place is going to be rocking down there. They haven't seen the playoff game in a long time. Uh, I looked at Drew Brees' numbers at home in the playoffs. He's outstanding. He's um, outstanding. I don't really trust Cam Newton that much on the road, and they got destroyed both times by New Orleans this year, so that didn't help. They had a they had a field day. Um, I expect Kamara to have a great game. I expect Drew Brees um, to have another great home playoff game, and I, it's going to be just too much for Carolina. Um, yeah, I know I know they're extending on Ron Rivera that broke this morning on NFL Network, but um, I just I can't see Carolina come, um, winning this game. So. Take the Saints minus six and a half over Carolina.
1: Now, not a bad pick, Hunter, because there is some. Uh, there's a oddity, kind of a, um, kind of an oddity in the betting trend on this one, because uh-huh. the the Saints opened at six. Uh, public money has gone, just slightly. It's almost fifty fifty on on both teams, and this spread has actually climbed by a half point, which tells me that a lot of pro betters are actually putting some money on the Saints for this one so i I would expect i I don't think that's a bad bet, but I think um I don't think you're giving Carolina enough credit to be able to score and keep this game within a touchdown. I do think the Saints are going to win this game. My pick for this game is to actually take the take the over the forty-seven and a half points. Grab that because um, I think there is going to be scoring this game. Uh, both defenses are kind of middle of the road, but both teams can score. Both teams put a lot of points on the board, and I but I do think the Saints are are definitely a better team, um, and, and they're going to win the game, but I, I don't know if it's going to be by more than a touchdown. Take that over, though, because I think both teams are going to score on each other. I think they're going to light it up. Uh, they both take advantage of, uh, of their plays. They're very efficient on offense. So so grab that over. Hunter, what's your second? Not a bad
2: pick, Tom. Very, very, not bad, not bad. We agree on the game, but not the, not the spread. Um, This game, guys. The I'm taking the Chiefs minus eight and a half over the Titans. Um, um, I know the Chiefs have not won a home playoff game uh, since 1994. I was not alive in 1994, so I've never seen the Chiefs win a home playoff game. Um, Oh my god. (laughs) I do, I do know that that was He's over the Bears, me, and Joe Montana started that game. So I do know that. Um, um I, I think the Titans are very overrated. Um, apparently, Ian Rapport just reported, uh, I just saw on Twitter, <laughs> that if the Titans lose today, Mike Malarkey could get fired, his job is not safe, and then they can make a run at Josh McDaniels. Um, I think uh, the Titans are going to lose. Um, Marcus Mariota has had a very up-and-down season. The game is in Kansas City which is one of the toughest places to play in the league. And it seems like the Chiefs have rediscovered themselves a bit the past few weeks. Um, I expect Kareem Hunt to have a great game, Alex Smith to I think be good, and I think Travis Kelsey is going to um, um, just destroy that uh, Titans secondary. Um, I I can't see Mariota keeping it up here. Take Kansas City minus 8.5 over the Titans and get their first home playoff win in 24 years. Go 2-0 oh this week. Take these games to the bank. Um,
1: actually, again, I think you got the winner, but man, nine points in a playoff game? Hunter, are you kidding? You're oh, actually going to get nine points in a playoff oh, I, game. I,
2: I don't, I'm not high on the Titans, Tom.
1: That's why. I'm not, not well, high on the Titans.
2: I'm not high
1: on the Titans either, but uh, Marcus Mariota's been running a little bit more lately, and that's kind of added a bit to the Tennessee offense, and don't get past the fact that the Chiefs lost five or six or, you know in the middle of the season. Uh they do have their offense running a lot better now. Their defense has been very iffy all season, especially their pass defense. I wouldn't I, I would take the Chiefs to win, but I can't see taking that nine. Uh, I would not touch the over under in that game either. I'm what I'm gonna do is my second and third picks, I'm gonna tie those to tonight's game. Atlanta is going to be at los angeles los angeles is hosting well the rams are hosting their first uh playoff game and well i guess since the raiders were actually in los angeles but uh, (laughs) the spread right now is five and a half take the rams minus the five and a half atlanta is not nearly as good as everybody uh as as they've as they've given the impression that they are over this past uh, December uh, making their playoff push, uh, they struggled all over the place this year. Uh, the Rams have been at or near the top of my power rankings the entire season. Uh, right now, the, the Falcons are about middle of the road as far as power rankings go. So take that Rams minus five and a half, superior team on offense and defense. and But one thing I will say, also, one thing that I got: the Rams average, as far as on offense, they gain the average twelve point yard, twelve point one yards gained for every point they score. That means they score; an, they they only need an average of eighty four point seven yards of 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 uh, offense to score seven points. So this is a team that takes advantage of their special teams and defense as well as their offense. Score a lot of points. Uh, the Falcons average 16.5 yards per point, 115.7 yards of offense for every seven points at the Falcons average, uh, big difference. And I think that difference is going to show up in the spread. So take the Rams minus the five and a half, take the over at 48 points. So we're going to take the Rams at five and a half. We're going to take the over. Uh, both teams can score Atlanta, uh, has a little bit more trouble scoring. I think Atlanta's going to have a little bit more trouble against the Rams defense, but both teams do score. Both teams are in the bottom third of the league in the amount of plays they've run uh, per game, uh, total amount of plays this season, but they both do a lot with those plays. They gain a lot of yards. They eat up huge chunks of yardage to leave the air. They both have good running attacks. Uh, so they do generate a lot of yardage and points. So take the over, on this game Take the over 48 points So we got the Rams Minus five and a half Over 48 points in tonight's game And we have the over 47 and a half Tomorrow Nostra Thomas predicts
2: you, you, you know Tom n- Not bad um, You may be uh, underrating the Falcons a bit My young Padawan But uh, uh, I, ooh, I, I, Don't go there ooh, Don't go there ooh, You are nowhere near
1: being able to go there dude <laughs>
2: I just messed, but no. Um, I think this game is going to be um, closer than that spread. That's um, why I stayed away from it. Um, I think the Falcons actually have a real shot of winning this game, especially if, if Matt Ryan um, really has a great game today. I wouldn't put it past him, especially Julio Jones. But um, I, I can't wait to watch that game uh, tonight. It, it's going to be that game's tonight, right, guys? Yes, it is. Yes. I think yes, tonight, tonight. yeah, I can't wait to watch that game tonight. It's gonna, that, that's gonna be my entertainment, and it's it's gonna be great. This is the first weekend that I think I've I've, I've had in a long time where the Steelers have a bye week, so I get to just chill. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: <coughs> yeah, but we're gonna find out who the Steelers play next week, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Probably yeah, just. you know, yeah, but... and, and just another thing, I do. And that's the reason why I stayed away from the Jacksonville-Buffalo line. Uh, Jacksonville minus nine. The thing is, Jacksonville has a Super Bowl defense, and I think Jacksonville can cover that nine, but you never know which Blake Bortles is going to show up. Yes, sir. Uh, That's the problem. So that's why I just recommend everybody stay away from that game. Because you never know. You, you just don't know. I think Buffalo's going to have
2: problems scoring. Where's Jacksonville's offense
1: going to be? Will Jacksonville actually bring their
2: offense to the stadium today? That yeah, this is true. You see, Dave, you know, Blake Bortles, he, he's a wild card.
3: Have I ever said otherwise? You have not,
2: no. I don't know
1: if we've ever <laughs> talked about playing Bortles that much, to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm, I, just know,
2: I just know Dave's been praising him a lot these past few weeks. And, you know, I thought, he's
3: had a couple pra- stinkers. We, we're going to get to Jacksonville in a little bit, but uh, I, I have praised – I, I praised Bortles when he was playing well at the beginning of December. But, you know, my tune might change once we get to that topic. <laughs> there,
2: there you go, yeah. He's had so, a couple uh, stinkers these past couple weeks, so <laughs> –
3: yeah, he's he's regressed back to being Blake Bortles, I guess is what we could say. Uh, that, that's yeah. it for Nostra Thomas predicts this week. Uh, take him, take all those picks to the bank, I guess. Maybe uh, some of those yes, picks sir. are. Um, but uh, picks we, 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 the Nostra Tomic Thomas picks to the bank this week. Matt, don't listen to <laughs> Tom, everybody.
1: To take
2: Lord Emperor's Picks to the bank, Lord, please. You're
1: back down to, yeah. As I say, you're you're Luke without the force control. You're you're Luke dropping rocks in the auto all over the place. At least <laughs> I'm not BB8. Uh you're only so a couple weeks removed from BB8, so don't, uh, <laughs> yourself there.
3: All right, guys. There, there's a championship, a college football championship parade Monday night, and then a championship game. Excuse me, sorry, I messed that up. There is a college football championship parade Monday afternoon, but then the championship game takes place Monday night. How can that be? We will explain after the commercial.
0: Einstein and New is Jennifer Millies' exciting new children's book series about two black and white cats who are brother and sister and have great adventures. The first book, Einstein and the Leaf, is all about playful Einstein. Suitable for children of all ages and cat lovers alike, Einstein and the Leaf is a wonderfully written and illustrated book that will capture your heart. Buy your copy of Einstein and the Leaf today at www.rsplaunchpad.com, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble Nook.
3: Welcome back to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Pollan, Hunter Hodes, I'm Dave Holcomb. Today's show is brought to you by author Marcos Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. National Championship is right here in Atlanta, guys, on Monday night. Donald Trump's going to be here, so it's got to be a huge event, right? Oh, um, right, in-
1: yeah, well. <laughs> Dave, get tickets. <laughs> What'd you oh, say? Oh, boy. Get no, there's be an event in
3: itself uh tickets are like two thousand dollars i will not be going to the game i I can say that with confidence one bet you can take to the bank i will not be at the game uh but before the game even takes place guys there is a national championship parade taking place in orlando monday afternoon that is because ucf is claiming a right to the national championship this year in football. They're all in on this idea, too. Not only are they having a parade, they're going to raise a banner, and they have paid their coaches the bonuses that they receive in their contracts for winning the national championship. Tom, I'll ask you first. What are your feelings on UCF self-proclaiming themselves as one of the national champions this year in football? I love this.
1: I love this. This is the greatest things about college football. I love this. You know, people complain about this. I love it every time it happens. Because it's just absurd. But, you know, UCF would get beat by any other team that were in the playoffs this year. But, Thank you. You know, they 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 did beat three ranked teams to finish the season. Do we have a win over a Big Ten team uh, in their non-conference schedule? So, you know, it, it's, I'm out for it. You know they were undefeated. Hey, Brigham Young played a second-rate schedule. Uh, when was it? Late '70s, early '80s, and were crowned mm-hmm. the national champion uh, because they were undefeated, even though they were playing the Western Athletic Conference. Uh, and and that set everybody uh, uh, complaining. So so why not? Why not have UCF? Hey, you're undefeated. Uh, revel in it. Enjoy it.
2: Oh my and, God. and
1: you beat last year's national champ, so you knocked <laughs> off last
2: year's champ.
3: Hunter, I, it doesn't sound like you like this idea. Uh, like
2: Tom said, you know, Alabama would wipe the floor with them. <clears throat> Baker Mayfield would light them up. Uh, Georgia would light them up, and I think uh, even though Clemson got uh, annihilated by Alabama, they would also light them up. Um yeah, I know Auburn. Hunter that, right? Hunter, Auburn, I would
3: like to remind you that everyone said that before UCF played Auburn. And UCF okay. beat Auburn. And Auburn, Auburn beat is. Auburn beat Alabama. They beat I know. Georgia. So, who's so playing Georgia, on, on Monday who's who's playing on Monday night in the national championship. So, so if Georgia or, beats me. Alabama Georgia.
1: if Georgia <laughs> beats Alabama, that does definitely cement you – uh UCF's claim to be the national champion. Yeah,
2: they, they should do the chant, we want Bama at the parade and see what <laughs>
3: happens. No, I think what, I think what UCF should do, they should show up at, in front of Mercedes-Benz Stadium and with full pads on and try and play on Monday.
1: Well, that'd be perfect. I think that'd be cool. I would love that. I think,
3: I think they should say, we've got winner next. We, we take winner and, pl- we and take, play the next oh, game. I, so. and,
1: and I tell we you, I, I think they got the balls to do it, too.
3: <laughs> I think we they might. You're it.
1: right. You can say balls on Mike. They I'm got not, enough I'm footballs. Not... That their, their program mm. has enough footballs. They can bring their footballs and they can play the game. I, that's what I'm saying. They have enough balls to be able to play Alabama.
3: I get what you're saying.
1: They have enough balls to want to play Alabama. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this, this is true. This, yeah. But you know what? They can do the chant. We want Bama. And let's see where that goes. And oh, when does that chant, gets annihilated by them. <laughs> but, guys, you also know there is another parade happening this weekend. Did you guys know this?
3: What's the other parade?
2: The Cleveland Browns fans are having an 0-16 parade in Cleveland.
3: Is that really happening?
2: Yes, I saw it on the Cleveland News. I saw it tweeted it out hey it, it i have always said you know if
1: you're gonna be bad, be record breaking truly abysmally bad, be memorable bad uh just being normally bad, like say if Cleveland had gone three and fifteen or or i mean three and uh god three and thirteen or or four and twelve you know. Nobody would remember this Cleveland team. I mean, they'd just be be a footnote in history. <laughs> be bad enough to be remembered. Nobody's ever going to forget this Cleveland Browns team. Nobody forgot the Detroit Lions going 0-16. <laughs> Nobody's going to forget the Browns.
2: Oh, for sure nobody will. And, and I got to see those Cleveland Browns uh, last week, guys, and I think that was the coldest I've ever been for about uh, three and a half hours.
3: And I'm sure On you loved watching, uh, watching the Browns lose. Corey Coleman...
2: Perfectly that was up uh, the, uh, the, whole, the whole stadium season. just started laughing. That was hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so, But, you know, this isn't the first time that – and it's it's amazing that college football has gone to this playoff system, and it still doesn't end these arguments. That's why college football went to these playoffs to begin with. And, I mean, uh, you had LSU – in uh, 2003, uh, won the national title game, but USC kept saying that they were the title holders. 1973, Alabama lost to Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl and still went on and, I think, won the UPI coaches poll and, and clay, tried to claim a share of the national championship. This isn't the first time this happens. This happens all the time.
2: And right. I,
1: I love it. I think this is always fun.
2: That's something. Yeah,
3: I, well, you, I was, make you
1: make great point. I was points, reading. Though. I was reading earlier uh, today about some of these uh, teams that, that claim titles. Did you know in 2012, Minnesota uh, added a seventh national title to its uh, to its football history? Uh, they claimed a 1904 national title. Uh, so you know, it, it's amazing how this stuff just never ends.
2: What are we right, that... Guys, what are we gonna have next? James Madison claim the national title after they win their little puny division two garbage. I, I don't like James Madison because they just they're just they're annoying. <laughs> Couldn't it's tell. The founding that he didn't... father. Ah, yeah. Well, I mean, like James, the, you know, the James school.
1: Madison, one of the founders. I mean, he's he he's one of the pillars mm. of this country. You're dissing James oh, no. Madison?
2: The, the school, the college, they, they play their their Division two championship. Well, are They going to claim the D one championship if they win this. That that'll be something.
1: No, but I, UCLA, I just, UCF plays Division one.
3: Right, I that's, know that's I know. different. I don't know. You wouldn't be able to claim a Division one title if you don't I play know. Division, I. UCF I UCF making, I Division one. UCF plays Division one football.
2: Okay. I know. I was making a joke. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, this is.
3: I think Tom, you, you summarized it perfectly. That this is what college football is, and and maybe this is what it should always be because this is what makes it popular. This is what makes it unique. Every other sport, every other level of sport, uh, has some type of tournament or playoff that decides their champion. College football is getting to that point. We've got a four-team playoff at least now. Uh, it's hard to believe that. It, it didn't start until like 1998 or 99 where we actually had a, a, a game called the national championship. That's a relatively new thing in college football. It's, yes, it is. It's, it's a, this just, this sport has always been about the polls and, and, and the, who we believe to, who we conceive to be or perceive, perceive is the right word. Who is perceived to be the best teams in the country. We're not going to actually have everyone play each other. We're going to vote who the champion is. And when you have a system like that, you're gonna have teams like UCF have the ability to claim that, hey, we were undefeated. We're we were the national champion this year.
1: Yeah, I don't care how many teams you, you put into the playoff system. You are still gonna have this kind of thing going on.
3: Oh yeah. What, well, what if they expanded it to eight or sixteen? You still think I'm telling you, Dave,
1: to- they may expand it to eight, but they won't expand it farther. The NCAA loves this. Because we're still talking college football. We're still talking nationwide college football. Uh, and, and normally you'd only be talking about the two teams. For tonight. The NCAA loves this because we're going to be talking about it all summer. Uh,
3: and I, I think that's what college football, that's why I say, that's why I think that they love it. It's, it's what makes it unique. It's what college football is all about. And, and you're right. I think that's partially why UCF is doing this because otherwise we wouldn't be talking about UCF. We're talking about them and their national championship and their parade and I'm wondering are they going to make their own trophy? Cuz they're not going to get a trophy. So I think why that not? means they got to make their own.
1: But you you also if if you come right down to the business side of things, Dave, this is great for their recruiting. They're going to have a hell of a recruiting class coming in.
3: That's true. That's very true too. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: So so you know, there there are a lot of reasons why that have nothing to do with on-field performance uh, or immediate on-field performance, why they're actually doing this, because they're raising their profile nationally. You're talking about UCF in the same breath as Alabama and Georgia and, and the Big Ten. The Big Ten won 7-1 and one in bowl games this year, by the way, uh, just, right. to be, uh, just to throw that in there. But you're oh, talking about UCF. They're, they're raising their profile nationally.
3: Yeah, you're right. That Those are all really good points. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, we got to hit one more commercial break, come back with Real Deal or Overreaction uh, after this.
0: Would you like to advertise on WRSP Radio? Your ad can be heard on multiple platforms, from radio to video and even print magazine. WRSP Radio is looking for advertisers now, and our amazing low rates won't last forever. So contact us today. At info at wrspradio.com. That is info at wrspradio.com.
3: Welcome back to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Subtle with Tom Hunter. I'm Dave. This show today was brought to you by author Marcos Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. Remember to join the conversation during the week. Follow us on Twitter at WKD Sports Huddle, you can also follow us on Facebook. Search Weekend for Weekend Sports Huddle. Give us a like. Join the conversation there. Give us a topic to discuss next week. We're going to end today with real deal or overreaction. Jimbo Fisher received what we called a Godfather deal about a month ago from Texas A&M. Well, the Oakland Raiders one-upped it. They gave cool. John Gruden reportedly. This is just reportedly so far. They haven't officially announced him as head coach yet, but it is reported that he is going to receive a 10-year, $100 million deal. Guy's going to just be a head coach in the NFL. So our statement in real deal or overreaction, John Gruden is worth every penny of that $100 million contract. Hunter, you can rant first. Oh,
2: man, overreaction. This is a head coach that –
3: he doesn't even have the
2: record uh, to 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 warrant this. Um, not to say he's been out of coaching for for a very long time, but yes, today is going to be his last game at ESPN, and at some point, I'm sure we will discuss who we think should replace him. I have one in mind, um, but no overreaction. He, he should no coach outside of probably like Bill Belichick should should receive this kind of money. I think Gruden is the real deal
1: as far as being a football coach over reaction, as far as uh, the money he's getting, but you got to remember that the Raiders are making their move to Las Vegas and having John Gruden as the, uh, as the uh, head coach of the Raiders heading over to Vegas. uh, This is going to be a selling point. This is a high profile guy, high profile move. And he has one, he understands offense. Uh, He's been in the booth that doesn't, and everybody thinks that, well, he's been in the booth 10 years. He's forgotten everything about offense. He's seen the innovations that have happened in offense over the last uh, 10 years since he last coached. So it, it's not like he doesn't know, uh, doesn't know coaching like he's lost touch with the game, the way it's being played now. uh he, he's got an extensive network of assistant coaches that he knows that he's talked to in preparation for his football broadcasting. Actually, I'm just going to say real deal. I think this is the real deal. I think wow. Gruden, Gruden is worth the money. Oh, my goodness. Because I think everything wow. Gruden brings back to Oakland, I think is worth it.
3: Wow. All right. Oh, man. I was surprised. Tom I was not real- expecting you to go there. But well well-argued, well, well, real- real- I would say. Well-argued.
2: Very well argued, yes. Tom, man, what a hot take! <laughs> hot take. Hot takes. I'm That's
3: I'm going tough. overreaction. I okay. I think. What, what's that, Hunter?
2: No, no, no. I wasn't saying anything. Go ahead.
3: Okay, uh, I'm I'm going overreaction. I, I I tend to agree with Hunter. Uh, I think your points are well taken, Tom. That he maybe the game hasn't passed him by, but. Even when he coached, he was he was an average coach. Look at the record. Yeah, not 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 a guy that I would give a hundred million dollars to. But uh, you know what? If you got yeah. the money, I guess you might as well spend it on a coach. So um, exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: of all After the all teams playing, Stadium.
3: that you, you know not that's not they're not paying for that, Hunter. So we're not going to go there yeah, right now. Uh, of I all know. the team, of all the teams playing this weekend, the Saints have the greatest chance of making the super bowl hunter i think i know your answers i'm gonna ask tom first tom real deal tom, overreact tom. on the scene
1: real deal i think the saints are definitely um a threat but the thing is you know the nfc is loaded mm-hmm. as far as uh potential uh teams that are our potential super bowl teams uh I think, I don't know what the Eagles are as, uh, I, I wouldn't give as much for their chances now without Carson Wentz, but Minnesota's playing incredible uh, defense and offense. New Orleans is a top team. I think New Orleans has been playing at an elite level this season. The Rams are playing well. You you got a lot of teams in the NFC that can make some noise. You still got the defending uh, super. Uh, NFC champs in, in the mix, but I do think uh, the Saints do have the best chance of kind of the secondary teams of of getting it all the way to Super Bowl. I agree with yeah. you.
3: The NFC is wide open. Hunter, our last one. The Jaguars are the most dangerous threat to the presumed Patriots Steelers AFC championship. <clears throat> That's
2: it. Uh, it's it's kind of a mix of both, both real deal and a bit of an overreaction. I, I'll probably lean towards real deal. Um, not sold on the Titans or the Bills. Um, I think the Chiefs uh, can do something. Not sure how much the the Jags have a Super Bowl defense, but of course, you know they're um, they're hindered by Blake Bortles as their quarterback. So um, I'd probably go. I'd probably lean towards real deal here.
3: Okay, I'm going back to the Chiefs being my third team in the AFC because of the way Bortles has played the last two weeks. But we'll talk more Jaguars, Chiefs possibly next week if they win. Great matchups in the NFL in Card weekend. Enjoy that, everybody. We'll be back next Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time.